0: Good evening. Welcome back to the 262 Universe. It's me, John Lewis, hanging out with you. Do not adjust your podcast listening device. It is Tuesday, not the normal Monday rest day. I uh, had to read Jimmy some of the runs this week. I uh, the little one is waking up at 4:45 like clockwork, which is a low grade nightmare. It's not like it was when the kids were newborns, but it's, you know, still not fun. And it's hard to kind of work in runs with that being a thing in our life right now with the little sleep regression thing that she's doing, but we are nimble. We are agile. We are holding Things loosely with an open palm approaching our runs with a beginner's mind and refusing to let these roadblocks, these real life situations that present themselves as roadblocks, we're choosing not to view them as roadblocks, but to view them as opportunities to loosen our grip on expectation Um, and I was feeling a little down on myself about last week's training. It was going very well up until Sunday was like the unstoppable force hitting an immovable object of, uh, my body just kind of shut down on me, which is a very scary thing when that happens to me, because I feel like. I pride myself on my just go at it (laughs) to my I, I there's there's a part of me. I feel like that's a little bit relentless. And so when I don't have when when my body relents and doesn't give me the option to get a word in edgewise and I just end up like crashing. That is a little scary to me. Um, so I listened to my body. I did the intuitive thing and decided to skip my, what was my second long run. And I was trying to figure out what I was going to do if I was going to make that up on my rest day, uh, yesterday. And what I decided to do was use what was today's run yesterday. And take today as a rest day. And just kind of take a mulligan on that training week. Um, And I feel pretty good about that. I feel like I didn't do myself a huge disservice. Uh, The way Hal Higdon's program is set up is it's two five-mile runs. And then progressively getting longer and longer until you hit the 10-mile run. So I still get a five-mile run this week. And I think what I'm going to do is... Uh, at this point, I'm just going to take that. I'm going to, the next opportunity I get to run, I'm going to make it the long run. And I think that that is going to be the best way, because as I've read about running, it becomes pretty obvious that the most important run in your training is the long run, because that's where you're, you know, approximating the endurance I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I'm saying big words that I uh, just to say the most important run is the long run. So in that life has been throwing me some curveballs recently. The first opportunity I get to run in a week. um, I think I'm just going to do the long run and cross that off. And then if I have to miss, you know, a shorter run, like a three mile run, that won't feel as wounding as missing the long run. So if I can support those long runs with some shorter runs throughout the week, but make sure at some point I'm hitting that long run, I'll feel really good about that. So that's kind of my plan. And we'll try that out this week and see how it goes. So I think tomorrow I'm gonna try and hit that long run. Um, And then, shorter runs the rest of the week and just see how that feels. And if that's sustainable, um, and I feel good about that. I feel really good about that. And then, yeah, I am very excited that we're getting some runway going on this training plan into the half marathon and it's, it's hard when The expectation I was explaining to my wife, like, it's so hard that certain experiences have led me to have this all or nothing mentality about training. And I think that comes from, you know, if you, if I give myself an inch, I'll take a mile is something that I've learned about myself, whether it's with trying to lose weight and get to a more healthy weight um, or this endurance thing or when I was doing weightlifting for a while. Like, I just know that the consistency is so important. And um, if I give myself an inch, I'll take a mile. And that's what I really anxious to not have happen with this training is, oh, I missed a long run. Like there's no chance in France that I can miss another long run in the next couple weeks. And I think that's the real uh, deal. Like the real thing is if I miss two in a row, if I missed another one this week, that would be to me kind of devastating. And I know I could come back from it because I've got many, many more weeks, but just the idea of not hitting those marks so consistently, um, I just know that that's going to make me feel like I'm, like all is lost. And that's a an issue that maybe, you know, I'll have to address during the course of this. <laughs> training to make sure that I'm like, that's bad. I I know that that's not the right way to look at this. Um, because really if the idea is at the end of the day, I'm doing it for my health, then it's like, for goodness sake, any amount of stuff that I'm doing is better than what I was doing previous, which was, you know, if you go back three years, nothing, uh, total couch potato. So I'm no longer a couch potato. I was, out there shoveling the driveway today and it was the first time ever that i've not been totally hosed after shoveling the driveway so that would mark that in the uh you know and when when i'm focused on losing weight on the forms and such you got the non-scale victories i don't know what the running equivalent of that like non-trail victories (laughs) if we want to call that non-road victories would be shoveled the driveway didn't feel totally gassed so that feels really good that i can feel my fitness level has increased since i've started running in that smaller way um so that's awesome and there are a lot of things like that of just like oh i went up a bunch of flights of stairs and didn't feel winded you know so I'm feeling my fitness capacity increase and that's really cool. And that's what it's ultimately all about. It's it's not about, you know, getting to a three-hour marathon at the end of this. Because first of all, that's not even close to being in the cards. But second of all, it's about my health and my fitness level and not about the number on the scale, not about the time at the end of the marathon. So having said that, I do still want to take it seriously, though, to the point of not just throwing, I don't know, you get what I'm saying. I want to take it seriously enough that I'm hitting the long runs, but not so seriously that I feel like the moralization of I'm a bad person if I don't hit a long run. And I think that that is going to be my struggle through this is perfectionist versus I don't know, just all that, all that jazz. I'm looking forward to wrestling with that part of myself in some sense. And in a much more real sense, I don't ever want to wrestle with any part of myself ever because I just want to do the stuff I want to do and not have to think about it. Um, So that's, I think, already we're learning what might be learned during this process. And that's exciting because you learn, you grow. You become a different person on the other side. Uh, Super, super fun stuff about that. Um, Okay. Segment time. This is a podcast. it! And we're going to have segments on this podcast. And this first segment, the inaugural segment, is what you run into. And in the what you run into segment on the podcast, we're going to find out what you run into. Music that I really respond to while I'm running. And I'm going to throw down the gauntlet and say, if you have not run to Paul Simon's Graceland, I question whether you've ever run at all. Uh, Graceland was... Chemically perfected in the lab of music runnery by Paul Simon to perfectly, like I'm talking heart rate, the BPMs of all the songs, the mood, the positivity, the lyricism, everything about that album. I put it on and I'm cruising And I just, I'm running to Graceland, Graceland, Memphis, Tennessee. It is such a good album that I have to recommend. If you've not run to Graceland, I highly, highly recommend it. And that goes for a number of post-Simon and Garfunkel, Paul Simon albums. I feel like are hyper runnable. Um, But... 1986's Graceland, just incredible. Just and uh, standout track on that would have to be I Know What I Know. And this song, every time it comes up, it just frees like it's runner's high in a song. And I feel so light on my feet when I am running. To I Know What I Know uh, by Paul Simon. So that is number one on the what you run into. And I'm just going through, um, I got my playlist up here, my run-in playlist. And there's a lot of Taylor Swift, uh, Jeff Rosenstock, if you're into like that sort of Scottish ish thing. And uh, okay, here's, I am like to use this as an opportunity to maybe showcase the weird stuff that I run to. Like, I don't think a lot of people are running to Graceland, Graceland, Memphis, Tennessee, but, uh, the family Madrigal by, uh, from, from the movie Encanto Lin-Manuel Miranda is we're getting really into that. And, uh, as a family, we're enjoying Encanto quite a bit. Um, And we were very big fans of Moana. And my claim to fame is that I did, I I can do the, uh, I I don't think you can call it a rap, but You're Welcome has that little like patter song breakdown in the middle of it that The Rock does. And uh, very Lin Manuel Miranda. But I learned that and I feel like the Family Magical is like the next evolution in that. And so I like to listen to it while I run because first of all, it's the, you know, it's just a beautiful, positive song that I very much enjoy running to. But then also one day I just am very excited to spit that out to the girls and have them be so impressed that uh, I learned all the words to that song. Um, So that. I feel like show tunes cause I also have Boho days that Andrew Garfield sings from, Oh, oh another Lynn manuel Miranda situation going on here. Um, very much in the similar, like, I don't know. I enjoy musicals and like Broadway. So running to that, I feel like it sort of just like unlocks something and I, cruise easier when I've got that going in the, in the earbuds. Uh, so yeah, that's what I'm running to. And that concludes, I guess, this segment of what you run into. And, uh, if you, if you are listening to this and you have, I'll listen to anything. So shoot me an email, right right into me, uh, and say what you run into and I'll run to it because I feel like I like, I would be interested to know what other people are running to a couple times recently, uh, my iPhone has frozen on me. I think I'm not like wearing it in the right spot. Like it's not getting my body heat. It's been so cold here that I go to switch a track or something and it is just like dies on me. Um, which is cute, but I. So I've had to do the sort of like meditative run without any music. And I find that I enjoy that as well. But um, I just like having a little something going in the background, whether it's a podcast or some music. I I tend to move more towards the music right now. um, But who knows if the runs are getting longer and longer, if I'll still enjoy music or if I'll want longer form or if I'll genuinely, I mean, I know a lot of people who just, they don't listen to anything, which I've done a few times, but I don't know. It's like, uh, running is like the me time. And I do find that I still get that meditative thing going if I have something playing in the background. And I've always just liked listening to music. And so having the music and then also for goodness sake, can we appreciate how amazing the music subscription service situation is? Um, just imagining like, I don't know, having to buy all the CDs and all that stuff. Like if I was running way back in the day <laughs> when you had to do that, uh, no thanks. Or running with a Discman. Woof. Boy. Oh, that sounds kind of cool now. Now we're going back to like, uh, I'm going to my hipster flag flying of I would be that guy get the skip protection going, man, and freaking load up something. My first. So this is genuinely so in the spirit of the what you run into uh, being the offbeat music that you wouldn't expect someone to be running to. um, The first two albums I ever bought was from a Borders in the mall. Uh, I had like allowance or something and the first two CDs that I bought with my own money um, were the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack, Gerard Butler, Emmy Rosen. I think it was 2004. I'm going to fact check that. Phantom of the Opera soundtrack, uh, Joel Schumacher directed. Goodness. What a, what, I love that. I, love that film phantom of the opera soundtrack and the soundtrack to willy wonka and the chocolate factory the tim burton johnny depp one and i'm just curious to see if those movies came out in a similar time frame phantom of the opera i'm pretty sure it was 2004 2005 pardon me apologies fact check live on air and then Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, that movie came out 1971. That's a, not that one. The other one. Oh, so I guess Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is what I mean. 2005. So both of those. So I must have those CDs must have been bought close to 05. Um and those, that, yeah, those were the first two CDs and I had, I had inherited my brother's Walkman um, or Discman, whatever they were calling it. And I listened to those over and over and over again. And yeah, I... Love though, like I have such. I might run to the Phantom of the Opera soundtrack on my long run tomorrow. Uh, oh, check back on the next episode and the next segment of what you run into to find out if I've gone through with that. But for some reason, Gerard Butler in his very thick. Scottish? Is he Scottish? Is Gerard Butler Scottish? Oh man, I'm embarrassing myself live on air so much. But hold on, we're gonna do the live chat fact check. Gerard Butler is a Scottish actor. Thank goodness it, that thick Scottish brogue, purportedly playing a French man, uh, and I I just love every. Part of that movie. And Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I think we can all agree. The film itself may be inferior to uh, Gene Wilder. I mean, it's just Gene Wilder, you know? So, but the music, Danny Elfman's score, in my opinion, I mean, for goodness sake, I bought the soundtrack. Uh, and maybe I'll do the two for I'll run back to back. Uh this'll be like my middle school run this week. I'll do Phantom of the Opera and Danny Elfman's score to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But that score, the songs, the Oompa Loompa songs, classic from Oompa Loompa. Like that's just that's classic, but I think Danny Elfman tapped into something when he was writing the kids music, like the Oompa Loompa songs for that 2005 film that I just really appreciate. First of all, I think he used the lyrics from the book, which, uh, bravo because they're just great lyrics. And the fact that he, I, I the like, uh, Wawa pedal that he does for, um, i just like love that so much the like Jimi hendrix thing that he does uh for violet beauregard chewing chewing all day long uh i could get i just jazz just thinking about it i think that that might be the move to do i just want to revisit it now so i might do that i might run to phantom of the opera and charlie and the chocolate factory so stay tuned for next week if i'll 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 let you know if i end up doing that or if i just throw on you know taylor swift again which taylor swift engineered in that same lab that dealt with i think she is the paul simon of our day and age she's got the lyrics. The storytelling ability. I think I've I've read a lot of people compare her to Bruce Springsteen, and I can see that. But I think the like the the melodic rapper that she puts around her lyrics feels a bit more Paul Simony to me. Um, and obviously, she's not she's incomparable. She's Taylor Swift, but um, that's. I, I get very similar vibes. Um, and uh yeah, so I, the, I'm not sponsored by Paul Simon or Danny Elfman's music or, but, but um I just uh I'll, I'll hawk them for free. They don't have to sponsor. Um, those are those are good good folks making a good product that I'll gladly listen to. Uh, and now this is just my music podcast. So I've backdoored this running podcast into a music podcast, which is always my goal. I didn't feel confident enough to start a music podcast. So I decided to run a marathon every year of my thirties so that I could weasel in how much I love Paul Simon and Taylor Swift and the Phantom of the Opera and Danny Elfman. Um, And uh, yeah, so you've been exposed to the ramblings of a madman, and I think it's high time that I let you off the hook, bid our adieus, and I just wanted to leave you with (laughs) this note that I uh, got from my wife. She left a little post-it note on our espresso machine um, that night that I just conked out and my body shut down the next morning. She left this note on our espresso machine and it said in this order, which is like the template of the note. One, I love you. Two, it's a new day. Three, let's do this. And that, I just think about that every single day. It's a new day. Let's do this. We are going to not beat ourselves up for missed long runs. We are going to remember that the world is a good place where Danny Elfman is allowed to score music and Gerard Butler is allowed to be a Scotsman playing a Frenchman. Uh, And for goodness sake, Taylor Swift is able and allowed to do what she does and I'm allowed to run. And so if we can find the little joys, then for goodness sake, we can find our way to the big joys. I'm John Lewis. This is the 260 Podcast. Uh, thanks for being with me. You guys have a good day.